It's time for Living Large and Hard. Hi. Where have you been? I've been waiting for you. Welcome to Living Large and Hard. Today is part four of Tales from the Hood. This part is going to be just random things that happen. I know people use that a lot, but this is random. And uh, the first part was mostly fights and things, and there was explosions, then there was drug stuff. So this is um, things that kind of fell between those cracks. So let's get to it. Anyway, I lived down there about 16 and a half years, really enjoyed it. Um, there was a lot going on, as you, if you listen to these four episodes, you will hear. Also, there was a lot of cool people, a lot of my neighbors. Really got to know them, liked them. Uh, we hung together, and it was fun. Definitely not suburbia. So I had a corner lot, and I spent a lot of time working in the yard. I had a hedge that ran along the long side, the alley side, and it started out, it was tall and thin in spots, there was gaps in spots, there was um, also parts of the hedge that were planted along the front. So I ended up taking those parts and moving them along the side, and I would just trim them and trim them, and I got them squared off equal height, and then I decided I wanted to point on them, so I went and uh, when they got about chest, yeah, about chest high, then I put a, a wedge-shaped top on them, and so I was out there all the time cutting the hedge, and I was out there one day, and I looked down on the corner of my eye to the right, and I see this really big fucking dog with nobody around, and uh, there was a time it was not uncommon to see pit bulls running loose in the hood. And some of them, the poor fuckers, you could tell that it was a female that had given, that had given birth and they'd run the female off because she would not take any water, would not let anyone near her, but you could see that her teats were still teety. So there was that and there's other ones that were just running loose. Um, so I thought, man, it is the biggest fucking dog and I may have to get the fuck out of here um, and as it got a bit closer and I looked at it more it turned out that in just the middle of the afternoon early afternoon it was a deer downtown in a city of 130,000 people and the deer came towards me and I did my best not to move but it got to the alley behind my house and saw me and it, it hung a I was looking to my right it hung a right down the alley and I heard yahoo and I went hmm and it was the bike patrol Allentown police bike patrol three of them on their bicycles following the deer I don't know what happened to that deer I really don't but it took off went down the alley and uh, that's the last I saw of it uh, there was also like I said it's right downtown there's skunk regularly lots of rabbits um, a cooper's hawk that would hunt in my yard and I had two big pine trees and it would take 
its kill, which was usually a pigeon, occasionally a morning dove, take it up in the top of the one tree and uh, eat it, eat the breast out of it. And feathers would come floating down, uh, the little, the soft, the downy feathers. And that's a, there was a good sign that that was up there to take care of that. Once in a while, there'd be a big storm, and it would blow what was left of the bird out, which was the wings spread open, and uh, everything eviscerated, and, and all the meat taken out of it. So that would come down. There was uh, you could see sometimes where a bird got hit by the Cooper's hawk, and they hunt by striking. And I looked out one day, and there was uh, the puff of the little feathers. And there was also a pile of bloody corn. So I'm guessing the bird, when it got whaled on, had eaten. And that was the end of that. Um, another time, when I rented my house on Airbnb, I had a family from Vancouver. Very nice, one of my favorites. And I took them to a season ticket function for the hockey team at the arena, which is about a 15 minute walk away. And we were walking back from that past the old Allentown Cemetery, which has, uh, I believe the oldest grave in there was from the late 1700s. There's also a monument there to the veterans that are buried there from the War of 1812 and the Revolutionary War. So we were uh, cruising past that and I heard um, yelling and I heard what I thought were footsteps coming at us and I braced for action and turned and looked and it was a, another deer and it was on the other side of the street and the yelling was some guys just had seen the deer cruising down the sidewalk at 10 o'clock at night um, God, when I first moved down there which would have been 2003 it was a uh, it was kind of rambunctious and the weekend started, even if there were people that weren't working, the weekend is still the weekend. And that's kind of always been that way. It's been the same for me when I haven't been working. Because some, you know, most people are working, but if you're not working, your buddies are working. So the weekend's weekend. So the weekend would commence at Friday afternoon and go on all Friday night. Almost a day, all day Saturday, pretty much, yeah, Saturday. And then sometime Sunday night the weekend would, would end as time went on that progressively got less and less uh, round the clock like that like you know day after day of action people partying and stuff but I was and I was on pretty much the same schedule I was up in my side porch just listening to the hood at night which I would do sometimes and I heard like a, a, a slight slapping sound. And I looked down in the alley and the main road was to my right running, you know, from my right to my left. Or, or from, well, anyway, the alley was in front of me and it ended at the street. So coming down the alley in a diaper was a free range baby. It was still in a diaper, and that's all it had on. But it was old enough to be hauling ass 
down the alley. Um, I mean, I, I don't have any recollection. What I don't recall anyone ever being around. I just remember the baby running down the alley. <laughs> Sorry, that's the end of that one. Uh, another time, there was caterwallering, keening, screaming, yelling, hollering, and screeching. And it was a woman who was a regular at the drug when the place next door was dealing drugs. And she, God, she was just screaming at the top of her lungs, fuck yeah, <gasps> fuck yeah. <sighs> but I couldn't see her. But I could triangulate the sound. And um, as, I, as I looked more closely, she was basically in my hedge on the street side, in the alley, right up, right up there, just screeching and hollering. And this was about dawn. Well, it wasn't about dawn. I don't know dawn. This was, the sun was coming up. And as I remember, it was a, it was a Sunday. So she's basically on all fours down there, screaming, hollering, crying. And I believe it had something to do with the drug dealer because she seemed to be hurling her invective in that direction because she was there all the fucking time. Like a car, a guy would let her off there. One of her Johns, I'm guessing. She would disappear in, then she would pop out later and get in a different car with a different guy. And... So she, I'm just enjoying the show, and she finally gets up and goes down the street, and she's walking down the street, and she's ah, 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 walking down the street, and a car drives past her, and a guy goes, shut up, bitch. <gasps> Fuck you, motherfucker, shut your fucking mouth. Sunday morning in the hood. Uh, there was a school across the street, which led to a lot of activity. And um, there was a time, the school buses would always stop. Oh, it's just a traffic jam in the morning, traffic jam at, at night for 20, 25 minutes. People picking up their kids, dropping them off, and the school buses. So I'm out there fucking around the yard like always, and I see the school bus moving forward but I also see the school bus driver walking in place in the bus so the bus is going from our right to the left the school bus driver is like on a treadmill in the halfway back because they didn't put the bus in gear and went back to do something in the bus so they look like they're standing still walking and the bus is going um, she realized her error and got up front before it hit anything. There was this odd little kid, and he was of Middle Eastern descent. His brothers would come work in my yard. When I got my yard, it was a, well, I got my yard, yeah, when I got the yard. Then I got the house later. Oh, the yard was awesome to have. When I got the house in the yard, I would have the neighborhood kids in to do nominal work for a buck each. Basically, keep them busy because uh, they really wouldn't they weren't helpful at all because I had to watch them because they were just well they were kids they were little kids anyway 
So this kid would show up every day. He would have a suit jacket on, dress pants, a button-down shirt, no tie. And he would come up to the little iron fence in the front and go, Excuse me, excuse me, mister, are you moving today? Every fucking day. And I'd say, no, not moving. Thanks for asking. And day after day. So, you know, it went from being cute. I'd say he's about eight years old, probably. Went from being cute to me trying to disappear if I saw his little fucking dressed up ass coming because it was just so fucking annoying. Another time, I always kept an eye and an ear cocked on the hood. So I was looking out and I saw some uh, some gentlemen meet at the corner, but slightly at the corner of the alley, slightly in the alley. And they looked, they were definitely OG. These guys, you could just tell they, they didn't take shit and they were good about giving shit. And they came, they were stacking signs. You can look that up, I don't know what it is. So they were definitely gang dudes. Um, they were pulling their shirts up to show they didn't have any weapons. And they were very animated. Um, my Spanish at that point was super pathetic. Now it's merely pathetic because I'm learning Spanish over again. So I had no idea what the fuck they were saying. But it was obvious. It was a, a pretty big deal what, what they were talking about. Because they were, like I said, extremely animated. And uh, I had the phone and I dialed 91 just to get that last did you know, get that last one in there quick as possible in case shit broke down. So they, uh, they did their gang parlay. Two came from one direction, two came from the other. Like I said, they showed that they didn't have any weapons. They stacked signs. They were all um, posturing severely, swaggering with machismo. And then by the end, they were all chilled out and whatever whatever they had to discuss they came to an agreement on um clasped up quick hug off they went uh, i used to sit on the stoop i had wireless speakers i'd pop a speaker in the foyer or foyer if you're listening in france or you know french canada and have a drinky drink and just sit there and watch the world go by and i saw this tall, bald, intense gentleman coming up the street. And I saw him stop some kids that were riding bikes and very intensely talking to them, obviously imparting some type of lesson that the kids very obviously did not want to hear, but also very obviously were terrified of leaving before the lesson was over because this guy, like I said, he was fucking intense. Couldn't wait to see him. So he came up, talked to me. Um, yeah, like I said, he was a he was a big dude, man. He had a, he had his crazy meter was pegged at about twenty three percent. He wasn't totally nuts, but he was a little he's a little on the way. You know what I mean? Which I always enjoy because my perspective may not be correct, even though it's what supposedly correct so anyway we're talking and uh we discussed i don't know what we discussed world issues i'm guessing 
because we came to a philosophical agreement. And uh, he said, what do you do? I said, man, I'm nothing. I'm just trying to be good in this world. And he said, oh, man, you're much more than that. Give me a hug. Fuck yeah, I gave him a hug. Another time, I was, uh, God, a lot of this happened. I was up in the side porch up top. I used to kind of hang out there. Sometimes I just like pictures you see in tenements back in the 1800s. I'd just be up there, you know, with my forearms hanging out the window. Because I was up in a tree, so no one could really see me. There's the two pine trees there. And nobody ever looks up. Um, which is why when I put my shower on the side of the house with the two huge windows and no shower curtain and the four shower heads and all that, people like, you got a shower curtain? Fuck no. Most, 99% of the time, nobody's out there at all. 99% of those people aren't in the alley. 99% of those people aren't looking up. If they look up during the day, all they're going to see is a reflection off the windows. If they look up at night, I don't have the lights on. Because I know where everything on my body is if I'm washing it. So anyway, I'd just be hanging out up there. But I heard this weird noise. What the fuck? And again, everything came from, like from the left. Uh, Free Range Baby, the deer, uh, and this. What it was, was two guys pushing a gigantic doghouse. I mean, this was big enough for a Great Dane or St. Bernard. Now, where did it come from and where they were going with it? I have no fucking idea. Could have used some wheels. Uh, they get to the corner. There's that little jog to the left into the main road, then jog to the right to get up the alley on the other side. And they went full tilt the whole fucking way. I had a large fireplace in the house, like massive. It was really, 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 really big. And I would have fires all the time. And sometimes they'd get, I don't know, with a lot of hand, I guess, neighbors. I burned this stuff called peat, which is compressed vegetal matter, not quite into coal. And um, burned throughout Europe, especially in Ireland. So I had that because it would remind me of Ireland. But it smelled kind of, I don't know, I liked it. It has kind of like a salty, minerally smell to it. I loved it. I still love it. Um, other people, not so much. But anyway, uh, I hear the fire trucks, and the fire trucks are close. And I'm sitting on the couch with my feet up on the coffee table that I got from a department store in downtown Allentown that had closed. It was a mannequin stand I paid $10 for. So I had my feet up on that, and I get up to see where the fire is. And I walk to the window, and as a man with rather large testicles, and free balling at the time, I was adjusting things down there with my hand in my pants, and there's a fireman looking in the window. Hi, dude. What's up? No, I'm not that glad to see you. I just had to rearrange the furniture. Went to the front door and said, no, it's just a fireplace. Come on in. Apparently, one of the neighbors thought there was electrical fire because it was the peat. That wasn't the only time the fire department showed up. <laughs> There was another time, just a smoky fire. The fire hadn't quite lit yet, and I don't know. 
blew around. People got excited, thought the roof was on fire. And another time, fire ring in the back. It was really smoky. And then the fire department came. They go, are you going to grill on that? I went, I could. They go, no, put it out. Because it was just too smoky and the school was across the street and it blew right over the school. Oh, well. So anyway, uh, in the living room as well, I, I heard people talking right outside the front. I was up late. I was a second shifter for most of my life. So I don't know what time it was, three in the morning, two in the morning, whatever. And I hear voices. And I look out. And the neighbor's car, the hood is popped. But it's not the neighbor working on the, on the engine. And it's not the neighbor in the driver's seat. And the guy that's under the hood is going, not now, motherfucker, not now, not now, motherfucker, not now. And he's fiddling with something, fiddling with something, not now, motherfucker, not now, not now, motherfucker. He's fiddling with something, and he goes, now, vroom, they hotwired the car. <laughs> I mean, it was so, it was so fast. I went, should I call? Who the fuck am I going to call? It's, you know, it's gone. And what did I see? A young white dude and a young brown dude, and they hotwired the car. Which direction they go? Well, it's one-way street, so they went that away. Anything else? No. So I went out for. I was always out for going for walks. When I lived down the street, uh, four blocks, I was walking. I, I've just always been that way. I love walking around. Walking, just something to do. Restless. You never know what you're going to see. Case in point, just leaving the house, and it's the full-on automotive scrum in front of the school, because school is letting out, and a car pulls, goes up, and it's going along, and I hear, and a tire rolls towards me on the sidewalk as I'm walking, and hits the curb, and rolls in a lazy circle over and the car is on it's missing a wheel not just the tire but the entire wheel came off so it's resting on the brakes uh, all four doors pop open four young people get out four young people walk the fuck away <laughs> so I'm guessing that was not their car yeah fucking wheel fell off they just opened the doors and left I went out for my walk I came back cops are there Tow truck's there. Doors are still open. Um, God, I saw that an, another time. This is when I lived not in the hood, but I lived uh, in the Ivory Tower down on the parkway here in Allentown, 11th floor. And I heard this horrendous screeching of tires and looked out the window and looked down. And there was a car with just tire smoke everywhere uh, clouds of it whatever they had done and again the doors popped open nobody around and that was a great vantage point I could watch the weather now here at the skybox it's similar um, which living in the other place and the one in Fort Wayne Indiana on the 14th floor made me want to live up in the sky where you can see shit all the time. You never know what. But I would watch car chases. I would watch the cops chase cars from my vantage point. And I could see the uh, rice burner cranking through the alleys. And I could see the cops. It was like Pac-Man. 
you know, one going this way and then wonk, 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 like that. Oh, it's good shit. So anyway, it's Tales from the Hood, part four. Something that started out with a story and turned out to be four stories tall, plus multiple floors in between. So anyway, thanks for listening. Micro Max Marvin on Facebook. Living Large and Hard on Instagram. DM me, message me, shit for brains. Gmail.com. On SoundCloud, you can comment, as Connie Whitebread often does. Thank you, Connie Whitebread. Uh, however you came to this podcast, if you have a preferred method of listening to podcasts, this is probably there. When I look at my statistics, I will see that it's streamed through something I've never fucking heard of before. Podcast Addict, Overcast, it's on Spotify, iTunes. Um, I just added a couple others too, made sure they were there. So it, whatever you want to listen to this on, don't feel beholden to use the link in Facebook or whatever, however you got there. And if it's on, if it's not on something you want to use, let me know and I'll get it on there. Because you matter more than anything to me, even life itself. <sighs> I love you. So anyway, from the skybox, right here in Allentown, Pennsylvania, high above Route 309, Cecil, Cecil, wow, I made it almost all the way through without fucking up. Should I start over? Fuck no, I'm too lazy. Ceaselessly pumping traffic. See, I didn't intend to say that because I never, I barely intend to say any of the stuff that I say. I'm surprised to get through any of these. With, even as, with as many mistakes as I make. See, I just made another one right there. Maybe you didn't even catch that one. Uh, ceaselessly. All right, I'm going to keep doing this until I get it right. Ceaselessly pumping traffic down there below. That's Route 309. That's the southbound lane you hear. More prominently than the northbound. Let's listen to that as we get out of here. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>